G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It's funny how we embark on each new year with great expectations of new things. And yet we never take a look at ourselves, our attitudes, how we function on the inside. That never changes. So why will anything change then? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again as we take a look at your new year from a different perspective. Have you ever heard this? Da 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 You may recognize it. It's Morse code. Dititit is an S. Da 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 is an O. And dit is an S again. S O S. Save our souls. Save our souls. It's the emergency distress signal when a plane or a ship or a submarine is going down. Save our souls. SOS. Soul is a word that's bandied around a lot these days. This place doesn't have any soul. Soul music. And in Christian circles, soul is a very common word. But what exactly is our soul? I mean, what do you and I mean when we use the term soul? One of those terms that we use a lot, and yet we rarely stop to understand exactly what it is. The Apostle Paul, in, in his letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, talks about us having a soul. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and your soul and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, as you and I stand on the threshold of a new year, what's our soul? Is it worth saving? And what does it have to do with our lives and the quality of our lives? Over this week, we're looking at the rut that many of us get into. We have a tendency this time of year to think about life, and and we look at the rut, and and what we want to do is we want to change our circumstances. We want to kind of run away from some things and ditch some things and improve some things, and then our lives will be fine. Problem is that for many of us, it's not the rut that we're in, but the shape that we're in that's the problem. For many of us, we're bent out of shape. We've been squeezed into the world's mould and it doesn't fit so well. And so life is uncomfortable and messy. I can run away wherever I like, but until I get out of that mould, my life's not going to be transformed. I'm not going to have the new life. Nothing's going to change. Yesterday, we looked at our bodies. Today, we're going to take a look at our souls. So what is our soul? What does God say it is? Well, the Greek word used in the New Testament for soul is actually a word that you and I are quite familiar with. It's the word psyche. It's who we are and where we experience life. It is indeed the place of life, life itself. The best description I've ever heard is that our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. It's where we think, where we decide, and where we feel. That's our soul. It's that incredible place where we are human beings. And it is in our souls that most of our problems in life occur. Yesterday I was talking about the body, and the body is really important. The body is the place where the soul lives. It's the physical dimension. 
And you can't separate the two. If my body isn't working properly, it's going to have an impact on my soul. Trauma in the body spills over into the soul. Hormones are the great link between body and soul. You can't separate the two. If the body isn't being looked after properly, then it is going to have a huge impact on our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. One of the reasons that we really need to look after our body. But today, I want to talk specifically about our souls and the way that we tie ourselves up into knots, the way we ruin our own lives, because when we misuse and abuse our soul, that ends up ruining our lives. Let me explain it this way. If if you and I don't look after our posture, the way we sit and stand, if we don't sit straight and walk properly, ultimately, we're going to end up being permanently hunched over. If I slouch in front of my computer all day, I'll end up with a sore back, with headache and weakened muscles, and it won't be long, another 10, 15 years, and I'm just going to be living all my life hunched over. In the same way, it's the same thing with the soul. If I'm constantly angry, unforgiving, proud, lazy, whatever it is, if I keep using my soul the wrong way, my mind, my will, my emotions, that soul is going to end up, well, hunched over, disabled in a sense. The best word I've ever come across for, to understand that, that disposition of our souls is our attitude to life. Some people have a great attitude, positive, optimistic, kind, forgiving, and others are more like Uncle Scrooge. Always angry, nasty, dishonest, always want their own way. See how a soul that's caught in that rut is going to ruin our lives? Some people are approaching their lives with a bad attitude, a soul that's hunched over, almost like it's cramped, a mind that's focused on self, a will that's brutal and won't yield, and emotions that are all messed up. If I asked you to name three people in your life right now who have a bad attitude, I bet you could do that in a split second. You you just know who they are. And you know something? When we are asked to do that, to name the people we know that have a bad attitude, a, a stunted soul, we almost never name ourselves in that list. Because we never for one moment even imagine that it could be us with a bad attitude. But if we're truly honest brutally honest with ourselves, come on, we would admit that we all have some bad attitudes and those bad attitudes, those wrong and stunted, hunched over dispositions of our souls are ruining our lives. We're all bent out of shape. Some people today, you're caught in a rut and you're thinking, how do I get out of this rut? And actually it's the wrong question. We need to look in the mirror and say, I'm bent out of shape. I need to get that thing sorted out and then I'll be able to see clearly. Then I'll be able to see if I'm on the right track of life. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote, do not be conformed to this world. Don't let it squeeze you into its mould, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may know what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life. See, if we're stuck in the world's mould in selfish thoughts and critical and angry emotions, all that stuff... That stuff is ruining our lives. Come on, do you need this wake-up call today? We're so good at deluding ourselves, thinking it's everyone else's problem. We, we completely miss the fact that it's our problem. And that's why Paul said we, we need to start thinking differently. We need to have our minds renewed, our thoughts, the way we exercise our will, the way we feel things, and start looking at it from God's perspective, through God's will 
He wants us to love. We want to be selfish. In the short term, that works. In the long term, it ruins our lives. And, and love's hard, you know. It's a painful thing at times. But you look back on that sort of love and it's the best thing there is. Well, we can go into this new year carrying this baggage of a bad attitude. And you know what? The new year's going to be the same as the last. It just is. It is time to unload that baggage. And there's only one place I know to do that. To go to Jesus, to ask for his forgiveness, and to tell him, I need you to change me. And then to step into a life that lets him make those changes. So, so often, I've heard preaching about Jesus and the cross and forgiveness as though somehow it's not connected to life here and now. But it is. See, God wants to transform our lives. Jesus came to set us free from this delusion in our souls that we are at the centre of the universe, from the bad attitudes that have us living a hunched over, stunted life. Jesus said this, If I set you free, then you are free indeed. This is what he wants us to be free from. Well... Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.